This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'm Anthony Katcherman. I'm joined, as always, by Rhett Bollinger to talk about the Twins here in the dead of winter. Rhett, you are uh, making your way through Minnesota as part of the Twins caravan. I know it's uh, uh, five degrees where you are today, and that's actually an improvement over uh, the first day of the caravan. What's, what's the latest from the road? Well, right now we're up here in Detroit Lakes. It is definitely uh, been a cold caravan so far. Heading up uh, into northern Minnesota, can head up to Bemidji, uh, end up in Duluth here in a couple days. Uh, but so far, it's been great. Really good crowds. I'm on a caravan here with uh, Paul Motter and, and Byron Buxton and Casey Fien and, and Dick Bramer, the uh, Twins play-by-play guys. So yeah, it's been really good crowds. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to see the fans excited. I think with the Twins kind of coming off uh, their first winning season uh, since 2010, I think there's a little bit more excitement in the air. Uh, so yeah, it's been fun to see all these fans out here at all these places all over uh, Minnesota. I want to know what that Georgia guy, Buxton, uh, thinks about these, these sub-zero temperatures you dealt with. It's pretty hilarious. It's funny because him and then uh, Fiend is from L.A. area, just like me. Okay. So, you know, I went home for Christmas and all that. Jeez, it's been a little bit of a culture shock for me. Even. But, uh, yeah, Buxton was laughing that, you know, back in Georgia, it was like 70 degrees when he left, and he got off the plane here, and it was, I believe on Sunday, it was like negative 15 or whatever it was. Uh, but he said even getting off the, you know, that little tunnel, that little walk from the plane to the airport, he said it was just like he started choking almost because he couldn't breathe because it was too cold. Uh, so he's doing his best. He's kind of bundling up. But uh, pretty funny to see him out here out of his element a little bit. Well, Bucks is obviously a big part of the Twins' uh, present and future. Great to see uh, him taking this opportunity to interact with the fans. I'm sure they appreciate that. And uh, kind of in that vein, Rhett, we thought with this week uh, – not a ton going on uh, from the hot stove standpoint for the Twins, uh, as far as the Twins are concerned. So I thought we'd do a little uh, getting to know you with uh, some of the new faces uh, for 2016. And, uh, of course, the most prominent new face of all is Byung-Ho Park uh, coming over for Korea. Um, obviously, you've learned quite about him as a player and the numbers uh, he put up in Korea. Have you gotten to know much about Park uh, as far as what he's going to bring to that clubhouse for, for 2016? Well, I think Park, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in. This is a guy from Korea. It's going to be a big uh, change for him culturally uh, coming over to the United States. Um, but he seems like a good guy so far. Right? Just from talking to people within the organization, uh, they feel like he's going to be able to fit in that clubhouse. He does know a little bit of English, which should help his transition. Um, and I think there's some general things we talked about before, but just that transition of when he gets up into the major leagues and even in spring training, just seeing that high velocity, seeing just better quality stuff from the pitchers, uh, it's going to be an adjustment. I, mean, I talked to Paul Mulder uh, here on Caravan yesterday a little bit about it, and he was saying that, you know, when he saw Jun Lo Kong with, with the Pirates in spring training, offensively he wasn't really that impressed by the guy. I thought, okay, yeah, we can blow some passballs by him, throw him some breaking balls away, and, and get him out, and they did. And sure enough, they see him in the, you know, in the season about two months later, and uh, I think he hit three home runs off the Twins in about a two-week span in two different series and, and played really well, and obviously, as we know, finished third in the, in the balloting for uh, NL Rookie of the Year. So 
I think the Twins with the park want to be patient, both in terms of just fitting in culturally and, and obviously just his production on the field. Um, and, and so I think spring training, that's going to be the key is being patient with him, helping him adjust. I think they're hoping that by, you know, maybe by early May or so, maybe a month into the season, uh, he'll really kind of start to kind of click here. Uh, and potentially maybe he'll fit in right away. Um, we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes. But the Twins know it's a different situation, you know, having a foreign player like this come up, uh, you know, aboard like this. Uh, but definitely very excited for the potential with the power that he has um, in the middle of that lineup. So I think that's kind of the excitement part is you don't really know what you're going to get, but he certainly has the tools and the power to, to be a force for this uh, Twins team. I think I saw somewhere where he said uh, he really wants to face Clayton Kershaw. Obviously, there's there's no uh, uh, no room in the schedule for that uh, uh, unless the, the two clubs meet in the World Series. But that seems to be a goal of his uh, his big league career is to face Clayton Kershaw, which you know not many hitters want to face Clayton Kershaw. Period. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty good for him. Yeah, at least he wants to see the best. Also, Brett Park's nickname. Do you know Park's nickname in Korea? You know, I did. I think I saw it on Twitter, but r- remind me on that one again. Park Bang. Okay. Park That's Bang. Good. So there you go. It, we'll interesting. That, uh, there it is. Perfect. We'll see that on the Jumbotron at uh, Target Field this summer, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> another guy who could be a, a big part of the 2016 fortunes, a name we've heard about uh, for a few years now since the Twins took him in the first round, uh, Jose Barreos. And I don't know uh, if he fits in the open today picture, Brett, but certainly a guy you could see impacting that rotation before long. Yeah, absolutely. This is a guy that really shot up a lot of prospects, or prospect boards. He was obviously uh, considered a, a top prospect for the Twins as a pitcher coming into the season, but he had such a big season uh, in AA and AAA that he really established himself uh, as a big pitching prospect for this team and really probably their best pitching prospect now, uh, despite the fact that he has some pretty good arms there um, in the minor leagues. I think it's more likely that he'll start out maybe again at AAA get a little more seasoning there, and then come up maybe in uh, early May or, or so. But you got to figure at some point he's going to be in that rotation because his upside, you know, too much. I mean, this is a guy that I think last year led the uh, all of the minor leagues in strikeouts, and that's definitely yeah. something this team has been looking for, you know, in recent years just because they've had trouble striking out, you know, guys. Like, if they can get a strikeout guy, he's not exactly the typical power pitcher you think of in a sense. And he throws hard and he has a good breaking ball, but he's not the six-foot-five you know, big guy is more of a six-foot-tall, kind of smaller, diminutive frame. But he gets the most out of that frame. It turned out to be a big kind of workout freak here in the offseason. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely going to be a big part of this team. I just don't think it's going to be right out of the gate. Yeah, what's interesting, uh, you know, his numbers only got better when he made that jump from double-A AA to triple-A. Um, but you don't scout numbers. There, there's always things that the guys are working on. I know sometimes the, the quote-unquote seasoning uh, at the minor league level is, is, is code for, you know, we want to delay the service clock. We know how that game is played quite often. But uh, are, are there things uh, from what you hear about Barreos uh, as far as specific things he, he might be working on from a, you know, be a control standpoint or, or, or just deepening his arsenal? I think you're right. I think he does have to work on some things. I think control is a big part of it and just kind of commanding those pitches and, and setting up hitters correctly because I mean, the numbers were great down there, but you got to remember, too, in general, you look at the offense in the International League last year, and it was down uh, in general. Right. So I looked at the, tw- the Twins overall, AAA team ERA was pretty low. I mean, even some guys that aren't considering big prospects, guys like Pat Dean had great years down there. Sometimes the numbers kind of uh, can make you look a little better. And, and so I think in some ways, I think a lot of Twins fans saw the numbers for Barrios, but forgot the fact that he's such a young guy 
uh, Barreos, they said a young guy that, uh, you know, you never knew I was going to do up there until he came up in September. Um, and they kind of believed that Tyler Duffy was, was more ready at the time. And sure enough, he came up and did great. So um, I, I think that right now he's got to kind of work on a few things. But you're right, I think she comes back uh, you know, that service clock can kind of come into uh, play here. The Twins obviously would never admit that. But you got to figure if they can keep him down in the minors for roughly a month or so, they get a whole extra year of control. So uh, I think that's certainly a possibility that that could play into it. But uh, the Twins would not, it often, when I want to say that, but I do think that uh, spring training for him will be important. But I do think he'll probably start out that year in triple plays uh, uh, rotation. Well, Red, obviously uh, you spend a, a lot of quality time with the skipper there on this caravan. That's always good. Uh, what are your impressions of, of how, uh, how Paul Motter feels about the winner and, and just coming off of such a surprising year uh, as it was? I think he's really excited. I think talking to these fans here, you know, a lot of good questions from the fans about kind of how, what they can do to kind of back up last season. Um, I think there's just a lot of excitement. And this is a young core last year, seeing guys like Miguel Sano have a year he did and Eddie Rosario, and obviously we talked enough about, you know, Buxton and even, uh, you know, some of these guys like Trevor May, another young guy who had a good season, uh, Tyler Duffy down the stretch. So they believe there's a lot of young guys to take a step up. Um, I do think they thought they'd maybe be able to get a, a reliever or two by now. It just hasn't happened. I mean, there's still some guys out there that it could happen. Um, but I think in general, you know, I think a catcher, they wanted to upgrade a catcher, and they're able to do that uh, by getting Murphy from the Yankees. And obviously Park provides a big need in terms of getting a power bat in the middle of that lineup. So uh, there are some changes, some improvements. But I think more than anything, I think there's this excitement about the young guys uh, that have already got a taste of it. And the young guys, like we talked about, like Barreos, who haven't made that debut yet, but are going to be a big part of the future of this team. So I think the Twins believe they're on the upswing. Uh, but it's going to be tough. You know, this division, we saw the Tigers, you know, make another big signing, uh, signing Upton. I think just in general, the American League this year, there's really no team, if you think about it, I mean, that really is projected to be like a kind of a last place or a kind of a, a doormat team, maybe like there are in the NL, some of their building right. teams there. I think the AL in general is just going to be a, a tough slate. So um, that's going to be the big challenge. The division's still tough. It still has the World Series winners. Uh, but I do think that there's a lot of optimism, and I think Mauder is feeding off that, and I think that he's uh, kind of excited to build it up from last season and kind of take what he learned in that first season as a uh, like manager and kind of apply it toward his second season here. Yeah, a lot of young talent on this Twins team uh, still on the upward escalator. That's, that's a good position to be in, uh, especially coming off a very nice year in 2015. I want to thank Rhett for joining us to talk about all that, and uh, stay warm, buddy. Stay warm up there. Uh, uh, the no, caravan. Second will be again uh, down the road. Thank you all for tuning in. This is MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 